sanguine. Yeah, we are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So welcome. So excited you're here today. Gotta love that kid, that kid playing that guitar. That's my kid. I'm so proud of him, as I am all, all my children. They are such great kids. I'm so thankful for them. And if any of them are listening, hey, you guys, I love you so much. And my wife, Adrian, their support has been amazing as I have continue the learning curve of doing podcasts and getting better and improving and just trying to get things figured out. My learning curve, as I've learned, a Bodhi Rush, or a Bodhi, I think it's important. He always teases me. Adobe Rush and Adobe Photoshop has been steep. And uh, learning to process audio is steep. And uh, those of you that have hung in with me, and uh, I know there's a bunch of you out there and you listen worldwide, thank you. I so appreciate you. And this community means more to me than I could ever express. You guys, uh, uh, those of you out there, and I don't know why this week, and it's probably because I've had interactions on Facebook and uh, different people that I believe have been hurt by the church, hurt from religion and uh you that are going after the genuine God, the genuine faith, and you know the wonder that a life of faith brings us outside religion, outside maybe uh, all the exterior trappings that a walk of faith, uh, you are living it, bringing it to life and showing others what it is, how wonderful it is. And so I so appreciate you. I'm so glad to be part of this community. Can I just tell you, don't lose heart. You are doing a good work. Share the genuine. Share your experience with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And do we have it figured out all the way? Absolutely not. I was talking to someone today, and uh, I'm not sure where they're at in their faith walk. And uh, I would say they're uh, not in the realm of faith that we're espousing here, um, that it's a faith around themselves or um, an extra spiritual thing. And if you're out there, you're welcome. And there's no judgment here because it's part of the process. But it was hugely frustrating for me because they have it figured out. And honestly, I got to tell you, my walk of faith and my relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father, I have grown. And I've, as I've let go of baggage and dysfunction, has allowed me to read those ancient texts of truth and understand them and have the scales in a sense, fall off my eyes so I can better see. And uh, the people, one of person in particular that I had interaction with this week, their arrogance of how they have it figured out and how they don't have tolerance for the people that are so stupid that haven't figured it out. And they have put in the time and they're right. And I have to tell you, I almost got sick from that arrogance. I was just you guys, as I come across here, I hope I never come across in that fashion. I want to inspire you to go read the Bible for yourself. Go do your own research. You should never believe something somebody says just because they say it. You should go out there and do your own research. Have your own experience with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I often pray at the end that the Holy Spirit will just sign his signature on your week, that he will come and he will speak to you in answered prayer or in emotions or, or different ways that he expresses himself. This walk is, uh, we don't have it figured out. And I, I learn more every day. And a lot of things that I talked about a decade ago, and I actually have to people that I can remember apologize because my arrogance and a lot of that back in that season was just this religiosity and this arrogance and this desire to control and manipulate people out of my own woundings and hurts. 
And so, uh, yeah, the arrogance, I don't ever want to come across that way here. It's like, Hey, look what I've seen. Here's what I've observed. What do you think? And if, and if I've got bossy on the podcast, I'm sorry, I do get passionate, but I want you to go out there. I want you to discover it for yourself. I want you to fall in love. I want you to own it. I want you to believe it. I don't want you to piggyback on my faith. If you can get on my shoulders to see higher, to make your own decision, then so be it. But this is your faith. You need to go out there. And if you're on the fence, hey, it's simple. If you've like, (laughs) I don't know what your perceptions of the Bible and Jesus are, but he's always there. The Holy Spirit's always there and the Father's always there. And you just ask a simple thing like, hey, I don't know anything about you. Can you begin to lead me down that path? And he will. He knows how to lead you and discover that. And you may think, (laughs) I'm not drinking that (laughs) Kool-Aid. What do you have the risk Okay, as you pray that, even if you don't believe in God, you're safe to pray that because there's nobody out there to answer if you don't believe in God. So you're totally safe. There's no drinking any Kool-Aid because that's, but if God happens to answer, which I have a lot of faith that he will, you may be in for this wonderful surprise and this wonderful journey. Anyway, welcome. I appreciate you no matter where you're at in your faith walk. I respect your respect your beliefs no matter where you're at in your belief system. I just encourage you, be open-minded, go after the truth, and don't let any preconceived notions keep you from the truth. And uh, we're good on those two accounts if, if you can agree with that. And so I welcome you. Hey, uh, as always, you can communicate with me at 406-BIG-T big T at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And uh, I always appreciate the comments. And uh, if you're looking uh, for products around Sanguine, I have them up at sanguinefaith.com. You can find the podcast player there and you can find products there. And I'm hoping to add some other stuff on there and uh, always add new products. But uh, it would you can also go to my greater store, which has more products and stuff from my other podcasts at uh, Tombo Baldwin. Dot com. And you can also find me on Instagram at TomboBaldwin.com and on TikTok at TomboBaldwin.com. And uh, I think on Facebook, I'm just Tom Baldwin. So, eh, kind of boring. But hey, today I want to talk about a subject that is becoming more and more prevalent. And that is the next generation. And it's becoming more and more prevalent that the next generation is just walking away from Christianity and kids that are raised in Christian home and in faith communities. And I have to separate because, you know, Christian is not necessarily synonymous with the same thing I view a faith walk with Jesus because a faith walk with Jesus, uh, in my mind, is way different. It is a relationship. It is like a marriage versus uh, just acquaintances on the street that, you know, uh, yeah, it's a much more intimate thing. And it's not necessarily this sterile thing. It's very intimate and passionate. And so... These kids are, I would say, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm probably not even going to go there, but this is, there's this conundrum that kids are walking away. And what I see are a lot of parents, what has worked probably for the generation up to me, which I don't even know that it worked that great on myself, but uh, parents saying, you need to do this because that flat out doesn't work just because doesn't work anymore. And it is the poorest, lamest excuse for a parent to lead their child in a life of faith or into a life of faith. Really, that's a parent's job is to lead their children into their own walk of faith that they go and they're saying, I want this for myself. And so much of the 
uh, church and revolving around kids is like parents think, and I, and I'm probably making some assumptions here, but it's a lot. What I have observed is like we just need to take our kids to church, you know, once or more times a week. That's really good. Make sure they go to Sunday school. Make sure they do all their Sunday school stuff. If there's a WANA program, we want to get them in a WANA. And they are basically trusting their kids' future um, to the church. And you know my opinion on the church, that we are the church. And so your kids' future in the faith is solely with you. And there are a lot of parents that the kids are like, why do we go to church? Well, it's because we always go to church, and it's, it's because we do the right thing. And there's no legitimate answers for why there should be a walk of faith. And so we're surprised as kids are saying, I don't believe in God. I don't believe God exists. You know, there is no God. Or if there is, I don't believe he's interested in their interactions of men. And boy, this gets me. And uh, it's probably because I've had some interactions this week that have got me riled up. And it's like this just because. And that what has compounded this has been the church. And the church is, uh, oh, oh, Tom, it's <laughs> compounding the wounding by uh, just uh, legalism uh, coldness, like dysfunction within the church, manipulation within the church, instead of like this genuine faith walk with Jesus. And so we're losing this generation because we're not passionate and we're lazy and you should just do this just because. Do you know that the Bible and Jesus and a walk of faith has so many selling points? Okay, really? And maybe you don't like selling. Well, you kind of have to get over that because— uh you really are. You're selling your faith to your children that they're going to buy in and that they're going to experience that. It's like going into a store and uh, say you're going to buy a bicycle and you see it there and it looks really nice. Well, the salesperson wants you to get on that bike and they want you to ride it and they want you to experience it because once you experience it, you're more apt to sell that. And so when you give your kids a faith example of, well, we just do this just because instead of you introduce them to the Bible, you explain the Ten Commandments and what the Ten Commandments were. They were 10 things that protect God's wonderful creation from being harmed and living anything less than a whole life. They are things that benefit and lead to health and wellness. And too often the Ten Commandments are viewed, these are the things you don't do. Why don't you do them? And explain each one why you don't do it and what the benefit is and why God put them in place and what it leads to. The Ten Commandments are the ten things. They are ten commands of God's love for us to protect us. It's like why you tell your kids, you hold my hand when you're crossing the street so they don't get hit by a car because what good is a kid that's dead, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little extreme there, but rules and guidelines and things like that. We view the Ten Commandments. And if you don't teach your kids that the Ten Commandments are set up for their success, their health, and wholeness, they're going to view them as negatives. And as they get out into the secular world, the secular world is going to leverage that. And they're also going to leverage the church because the church is always like, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And you know, and it's, I, in my opinion, it's a bunch of restrictions based on fear because they've seen the excesses. Okay. Are there excesses to alcohol? Absolutely. Is it forbidden to drink? Absolutely not. The Bible actually encourages the use of wine and beverages. And it's mentioned in the Proverbs. It's even mentioned in the spending of the tithe to go out and to buy strong drink. But the church fears that. And so they tend to put up these rules and regulations that we shouldn't do that. And, the, you know, those rules go into all kinds of things, into media. And yes, you should protect your mind, but you should do that because you care about your mind. And that's the other thing you teach your kids as they're watching TV. And any of you that believe that TV isn't working against you as Christian parents, you've been duped, okay? 
I'm just going to tell you, you've been duped. And, uh, and it's not that you don't watch TV, but you are telling your kids that these things and these guidelines, why we set them up because it protects us. And when they're young, honey, I don't want you to watch that because you're going to have bad dreams and I really care about you. And I don't want you to be scared. And you explain how God, you know, how God talks about think on these things. Why does he tell us to think on things that are good, lovely, pure, right? Is because it leads to peace within us and not stress and strife. So as a parent, you got to view that you're selling this. And so God is personal. How do you sell God is personal? You go to church and you, I don't know, whatever church you go to, but you just, you listen to the pastor's prayer. It's not your prayer and it's not personal. And kids don't know how to pray until you teach them and you teach them and you show them how to ask for things and you show them how to ask for things beyond what they think can happen. And you see that God comes through. And so their faith is active and alive. It's so important. You are selling this. If you just leave it to the Sunday school teacher or the pastor, or you just say, why do we pray? Well, it's just because, you know, you always pray before your food. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell I'm getting on a stick. (laughs) I'm hitting my soapbox here. Kids are such a precious gift, and a life of faith is the best thing that you can give them. And if you can introduce them to a loving, dynamic God, and you can teach them about sin, and you can teach them about God's standard, why is God's standard perfect? Because they're just like, it's not fair that God, you know, is going to punish everybody for sinning, and we all screw up. And you go back, and you explain, and you sell that. Well, you sell the point, well, we're going to sell Jesus, but I'm going to get there in a second that any standard other than perfect is subjective. It means that uh, you can, God had to keep a perfect standard. And then we fell short. And you tell your kids, it's like, yeah, we fell short and we were doomed. But God set a plan in place because he loved us so much. He loves you so much. And kids are well acquainted with their screw-ups and their consequences of screw-ups. And they will understand that there needs to be a standard because every kid hates when things are subjective and there's not a firm standard. And it could be that your discipline is subjective and you are infuriating your kids. And so you may have to look at that because, you know, God's standard being perfect, there's no questions. It's like we all realize we screwed up, but then God set a plan in place. And so you share this with your kids when they have shortcomings and you're just like, all right, this is why God had the standard and the rules and we fell short. But just like at home, we have a plan for you to be restored and learn from this. There is Jesus to set things right. And then Jesus leads us to the Holy Spirit and that God cares so much about you that he sent the Holy Spirit so you could be successful and you could be led into success. And then you share with them scriptures like John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Okay. The just because argument for kids is just flat out lazy and your kids are leaving the church in gross. May sometimes they leave anyway, and sometimes they need some extra effort. But I think a lot of it is we're just not relaying our faith. And maybe some of us, it was the way we've we've been raised. And so we do it just because, and our life is awful and it sucks and we don't like it. And now we're telling our kids to do it and they can see that we're miserable. So why the heck would they do it? Okay, I'm excited about my life of faith. I share it with my kids. They're excited about their life of faith. They've experienced the reality of God. I share my struggles. Don't ever let your kids believe a life of faith is perfect and nothing goes wrong and God doesn't answer prayer. 
the way you wanted. Okay. I believe God answers prayer. Sometimes it takes a while and sometimes he doesn't answer it the way we want, but you never keep that. You live in front of your kids real, but you're also selling it. And so you may need to experience an active life of faith and you may, maybe all you know is religion and you don't know Jesus. It's kind of hard, but you can just do a reboot and just erase everything you know and say, Jesus, hey, I want to restart right now. Will you connect me with the real thing? Because I think there's a lot of people going to the church that have never been introduced to a personal relationship with Jesus. They've doing just because, and now they're trying to pass on just because to their kids and their kids can see that they're miserable. So why do their kids want just because? Because certainly, and I would have to agree, there's more fun in a life of sin than in a life of just because, because just because is awful. And if you're doing that, just stop. You can change right now. Go from just because the here's why there's so much. Just open your Bible. God will fill you with the passion of a life of faith, with adventure, mystery, intrigue. It's what this podcast is about. And it is falling in love with the awesome God, the Father that just brings substance and meaning into our life. Can you tell I'm passionate? And I'm passionate about the next generation because I see them. And I love kids that say, I don't believe in God. Well, why? Okay. Always have a why behind your belief. But I love kids that question things because I can give an answer and you should be able to give an answer too. And kids that want answers are going to be the kids that change this world. Are they more challenging and are they harder? They absolutely are, but are they worth it? And let them challenge, let them question. You may not have all the answers, but you can help them get to those answers. We want to empower the next generation, not to believe just because, but to believe because they have learned and experienced and studied and researched for themselves. That's what I got today, folks. Go out there and uh, leave your just because behind. Find the reason, find the meaning, and find the passion. And so, hey, you community, I do so appreciate you. And uh, yeah, go out there. You can make a change right now. You don't need any special thing. And uh, if you need to ask for help, hey, just say, hey, Holy Spirit, Jesus, Father, hey, I need some help. This is what I'm dealing with. Or I've been, you know, I've been a crappy parent. I've had to say that. I've been a crappy parent or I blew it this way. Can you help me to know what the next steps are? God answers prayers like that. He actually loves prayers like that. They're way better than some liturgical just because prayer that you learned from your parents and had a milquetoast faith also, I'm sorry, if you've had a milk dose faith, you can turn it into a ribeye right now. <laughs> All right, you guys, I love you and I appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you on the backside. So uh, here comes the exit music. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.